0: Decision Podcasts by the New York Prosecutors' Training Institute are made possible by VoicePods. Convert your text to voice at voicepods.com Read this decision at NIPT Law law. People v. Rivera Decided on November 21, 2023 Memorandum the order of the appellate division should be affirmed. Defendant Jose M. Rivera argues that the sentencing court failed to exercise its discretion pursuant to criminal procedure law section 720.10 to determine whether qualifying mitigating circumstances existed that would make him eligible for youthful offender adjudication. We hold that the court did exercise its discretion in making the required eligibility determination. Defendant also advances, for the first time in this court, Several arguments for youthful offender eligibility based on New York State Rifle and Pistol Association Inc. v. Bruin. These arguments are not preserved, and for the reasons set forth in People v. Cabrera, decided today, we do not reach them. The conviction underlying defendant's sentence stems from his display of a loaded gun during an argument over a parking space in 2010, when he was 17 years old. Defendant pleaded guilty to criminal possession of a weapon in the second degree and was sentenced as a second felony offender based on a 2007 felony conviction, which rendered him ineligible for youthful offender treatment, CCPL 720102 b. The 2007 felony conviction was vacated in 2016, leaving no predicate felony to support his 2011 seconds felony offender sentence. The 2011 sentence was accordingly vacated, and defendant was scheduled for resentencing. At resentencing, defendant was no longer precluded from arguing eligibility for youthful offender treatment (CCPL 720.102), but the court denied his application upon finding that he was not an eligible youth. The court first acknowledged that CPL 720.10 requires in essence the court to determine whether the defendant is now at re an eligible youth based on his earlier age, and consider the presence or absence of factors set forth in the statute. The court found that although defendant was not the sole participant in the crime, his participation was not relatively minor by his admission that it was his weapon and that he illegally possessed it. Moreover, the court identified no mitigating circumstances that bear directly upon the manner in which the crime was committed, namely, mitigating factors to be concluded as requiring youthful offender adjudication. Additionally, the court expressly acknowledged an appellate division ruling, People v. Dukes, which had remitted a different case because the court had not considered those factors, and made clear that it was now placing on the record as required by statute the required criteria. Finally, The court stated that this was, of course, an armed felony, criminal possession of a weapon in the second degree, and as such there are aggravating factors as opposed to mitigating factors in light of the defendant's participation which negate against a finding of youthful offender adjudication. Accordingly, the court determined that the presence of the relevant factors that must be decided do not appear applicable in the case at bar. The court ultimately imposed the same sentence that the defendant had previously negotiated, 10 years of imprisonment, followed by 5 years of post-release supervision. Defendant appealed his resentence. The appellate division unanimously affirmed, holding that the sentencing court did not err in concluding that defendant was not eligible to be adjudicated a youthful offender, given defendant's display of the weapon and his implicit threat to use it. Criminal Procedure Law Section 720.10 governs adjudication of youthful offender status. Subdivisions 1 and, 2, define an eligible youth to include every person charged with a crime alleged to have been committed when he was at least 16 years old and less than 19 years old, unless, in relevant part, the conviction to be replaced by a youthful offender finding is for an armed felony, CPL Section 720.1012, 2. Subdivision, 3 allows a youth convicted of an armed felony offense to nonetheless be treated as eligible if the court finds, 1, mitigating circumstances that bear directly upon the manner in which the crime was committed, or, 2, where the defendant was not the sole participant in the crime, the defendant's participation was relatively minor although not so minor as to constitute a defense to the prosecution, CPL 720.10, 3. Defendant's contention that the sentencing court failed to exercise its discretion to determine whether mitigating circumstances existed relies upon two lines from his resentencing proceedings. First, the court stated that this was, of course, an armed felony, criminal possession of a weapon in the second degree, and as such there are aggravating factors as opposed to mitigating factors in light of the defendant's participation which negate against a finding of youthful offender adjudication, emphasis added. According to defendant, this statement reflects a mistaken view that the mere designation of an offense as an armed felony precludes a finding of mitigating circumstances. Second, the court stated that it did not find any mitigating factors present that required youthful offender adjudication, and defendant argues that mitigating circumstances need only permit, not require, youthful adjudication. While neither of these isolated statements was the most heartfelt articulation of the relevant standards, the record indicates that the sentencing court applied the correct statutory framework and exercised its discretion pursuant to the statute. The judge quoted directly from CPL 720.103 and explicitly referenced his discretion to determine whether the statutory factors were present, specifically including mitigating circumstances. As required, the court expressly found that mitigating circumstances did not exist. In any event, The appellate division correctly held that there were insufficient mitigating circumstances to support youthful offender adjudication, given the threatening manner in which defendant used the gun. Defendant's remaining challenges based on the recent U.S. Supreme Court decision in New York State Rifle and Pistol Association Inc. v. Bruin, are unpreserved and thus unreviewable for the reasons stated in People v. Cabrera, decided today nor is the preservation exception permitting appellate review when a sentence's illegality is readily discernible from the trial record applicable, People v. Santiago. As we note in Cabrera, Bruin alone does not compel the conclusion that New York's criminal possession of a weapon statutes are unconstitutional, particularly absent the development of a record in the trial court. We therefore do not reach defendant's contention that the Second Amendment bars classification of unlicensed public possession as a violent armed felony such that he should have been eligible for youthful offender status without regard to the presence or absence of mitigating circumstances. Decided November 21, 2023. Decision podcasts by the New York Prosecutors Training Institute are made possible by VoicePods. Convert your text to voice at voicepods.com. Read this decision at NIPT Law slash law